Welcome to this episode of the Expat Life in Odense podcast series. In this episode, you can meet Abril Atiaga. Abril decided to open a well-being space in Odense six years ago, when she moved to Denmark with her family. We recorded this interview that you're about to hear back in December 2019, while the Expat Life in Odense podcast series still was in the planning phase, and the intention was to publish this episode as one of the first podcasts when the series went live in the beginning of April. But then the corona crisis broke out, Denmark closed down, and nobody could go to yoga. So it was not a good timing to publish this podcast at that time, and we decided to postpone it until the society opened up again. But currently, it seems that Corona is here to stay for a while. And in the meanwhile, Abril has adapted her business to the new reality. Abril's story will be presented in two episodes. In the current episode, you can hear Abril's story about how she got the idea to start up Earth Yoga and her experiences from the early startup period. And in the next episode that we just recorded, Abril will talk about how she has adapted her business to the reality of Corona and transformed Earth Yoga into a clinic of well-being with a holistic approach to mental health that works online. My name is Jastu Jövland, and here is Abril Atiaga in our first interview. Abril, could you please tell me about your background and how you ended up making a yoga studio? <laughs> yeah, of course, thanks to you for coming and uh, for the opportunity to share what it has been my job for the last uh, five years since we moved here. And um, how I started was by... I was looking for a place where I could practice and I didn't find what I was looking for. I came to I came from a place where you can find as many yoga studios as maybe cafes <laughs> to a place where yoga was handled in a different way that I was used to and I couldn't find a place where I could practice uh, myself I found a yoga studio where ashtanga which is my mainly practice was offered um, but it was just on the hot yoga, and, uh, and I I can't uh, I don't like the the heat, so that's why I start uh, practicing on my living room, start teaching on my living room. We didn't have any furniture when we moved here, and it was a fairly big um, apartment, and no furniture. So it was basically a four square meters living room with high ceilings, very nice atmosphere, and this is how I start just teaching by by why not with the idea that to build a community that at some point I will be able not to teach but to practice my idea was always to to practice um yeah we we moved here my husband and I um because my husband got a job offer and he wanted to to do it and we have been moving in different countries and it was his time to choose whatever he wanted to move so when, when, when he said, we're going to move to Denmark, I immediately thought we were moving to Copenhagen. I didn't even look where we were moving. Uh, and then I realized it was Odense. And then I said, that's fine. We can just drive to Copenhagen. And I just remember the first weekend crossing the bridge and, uh, and just knowing how much it cost and uh, not being able to do it. So I was like, okay, uh, that's fine. Um, I have to do something, you know, I have to build whatever I want, I want to build. Um, I applied for a job in Lego 
and um, it was it was fairly easy to get into the whole process uh, but when we were driving to Billung it was it was too much traffic it was raining it was windy and I said no I, I don't want this for my life you know we moved from Mexico because my husband said I didn't spend time with him because I was working too much working has been my passion for so many years and I'm a very driven person in terms of making career and that's that's how I was built of course everything has changed so I said I would not do it again you know and then I said okay I know how to do business I come from a background of business I I was coaching business in new economies and how to be developed in the whole marketing strategy so I thought I know how to make a business and that's how the whole idea about opening a yoga studio started so first let's start one second. So it's going to help you to count one, two, three, four. Inhale in four seconds. What kind of business did you do before you came here? Um, I was working as a trade officer in the, well, I have been working in different places, but I help companies to enter into new markets. Pet food companies, I was doing that for when I was living in, in Sweden. Um, then I start helping just uh, British companies. So, and I work with the consumer goods, uh, fashion and luxury goods, which is very funny because I am not, I think maybe that's why I was the best fit for that because I don't really care about those things. But we were helping uh, brands like, I don't know, Stella McCartney, Vivian Westwood, um, Tom Dixon, to find, to enter into new markets, British, uh, sorry, <laughs> British designers to enter into the new markets and also fast moving goods, um, I don't know, like Wittard, uh, Lush, um, any kind of um, British brands that would like accessorize, that would like to, would like to enter, Hackett, you name it. Uh, we work with a lot of brands, helping them from the beginning, finding where they could sell, doing the whole business plan and follow them. And it was very interesting to to help them also because we had they pay for our services, but we had the resources to, to help them. And when you work from an embassy, the doors just open easily to you know make business and contact buyers and suppliers and so on. So, yeah, that, that was what I have been doing before. Breathing with sound, five deep breaths. One, two, to start uh, doing a business in Denmark making a yoga studio yeah well I I had bigger huge mega expectations just because in Mexico the yoga is huge you know so every basically you just had to do it nice and people will come that's what it was expected so I started developing the whole um, strategy myself um, I had a logo I can I can show it to you how I started and a wonderful person she was practicing with me she is designer and she has this beautiful mix about she's danish and american 
so she was the one designing the logo and working with me in the whole every color of 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 the yoga logo of air yoga has a meaning and we had a purpose and we just tried to do it very very nicely and we start with the corporate identity of it then um, i start looking for a place um where 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 to do it uh we have the whole system and so on and this is this is how we started um just just opening the place and having the system and 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 so on and the marketing was made by uh social media and i was interviewed by some news local newspapers i have been working with the international community very often and uh, basically by promoting everywhere we tried to reach also companies we had a list of companies and we were reaching them to teach corporate yoga there and everything was it with the aim to build a business so somebody else could be teaching and i could be just managing and practicing but we have not reached until that point right and i was very coming back to your question um the kind of practice my mainly practice is ashtanga and in the traditional system you practice six days a week and you don't have a like a fixed shell you just come and uh, i wanted to do that i didn't want to p- tell people you have to come every monday or every tuesday it's like you come i'm going to be here but after it didn't work because it was no commitment really of people and i understand sometimes i could come sometimes i could not come sometimes i cancel sometimes whatever so it was a bit draining uh, my energy how to keep the studio full every day uh, all the classes you know and so this 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 is how we started and as that's how we we have been moving through it have you changed the way you think it should be after yeah. experiencing how it is here? Yeah, I mean, many people told me, you know, open a course, and I said yoga is not a course. And uh, for example, yesterday we had signed it for ten people, and five came. And this is usually how it is, right? But now people are—they have a course, and I don't mind if they come or if they don't come. In terms of it's their responsibility, but I. I, I am not promoting every time we open a course. The course is full. The course is paid in a way, and and everybody is responsible to come or to don't come during that period. And we allowed drop-ins, but this is just when the courses fill up and when people know how to practice. Because one thing that I teach very uh, privately to, or I try, I know everybody by name. I know everybody last posture i know i know every what everybody's doing so we move it's, it's very personal the course doesn't get uh, more difficult i just work with everybody individually uh, to 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 develop a more steady practice and it doesn't have to be physical i give also meditation i also give uh, breathing uh, i'm also start training as acupuncturist so we we work with the with with beings rather than other things. So that's why when you sign up for the courses, it builds more, much more of a closer relation. Mm. So do you have many people come for private lessons as well? Yeah, yeah, I do have. I do have and I love it. Mm. I do have. Um, they come. I don't advertise Usually it's recommendations how they come. And they usually come because they are very stressed and, or they have like burnout or, or you know, usually they come when it's like no other solution to, to the stress management or also because they want to 
uh, become more fit on the body and so on. I don't care really where they come, but I love to work with them individually uh, in, in private basis. Have a lot of help from the Odense commune, or did you? We were we were very lucky. Uh, we started with the international community, and I say we, my husband and I, we started at the same time that the international community started. So we moved here, I think, April, May. And it was the international night that November, and they made a video of us uh, and how we were integrated. Um, and so they show it to everyone in the international community. And it was the Princess Madeleine, I think, coming that time. So it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot of, 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 of what do you say, exposure for for what we were doing. Uh, so the international community has supported me a lot, um, and I. And I believe if I have a problem or if I believe if I have a solution, I will go with them. Um, and I start working with the international department of the university. Also, from that night, I start talking to the person that is in charge of, of, of the staff. And we start teaching at the university as an external lecturer uh, three times a month or something like that since then. What are you teaching at the university? Uh, mindfulness and yoga and so on. So, yeah. So you have the classes at the university. Yeah. Yes. And it has helped me so much <laughs> to get a bank loan and <laughs> like everything. It just gives you like something, you know, I'm fixed and uh, it gives you just some kind of experience how to how to work there. Do you have any, uh, if, if people want to make their own business in Odense, do you have any suggestions what they should do to get started? I think they should um, go with the with their business idea, be flexible, don't get fixed to what, how things work in their natal country. I think, and um, I have read some books or some articles that they said that Denmark's like a tribe, meaning or Danes are a tribe, meaning that I don't know if it's real or not. I don't like labels. I just think it's helpful to understand, but. Um, there is a lot of unknown rules that you are going to just decode by tr- failure and success. F- stick to what you think is your core, but adapt. For example, I'm very happy. Like the, the, Also, the kind of yoga that I'm teaching is called Ashtanga Yoga, and we teach something that is called Mysore. It's, a, I think, the less popular way of teaching yoga because everybody comes and everybody do their own practice. I don't speak. Uh, and people will think, oh, then what I'm paying for? Well, this is like a private class, but people don't see it really. Uh, so it's very hard to attract. And uh, when I started, I said, I want a room full of people doing my search. And, uh, but it took me, people told me, explain very well what you're doing. So this is my first recommendation. Explain people like from, we're going to do this. This is going to happen from this time to this time. What to expect, how to pay it, and make people come. People that have told me that Danes love to have their agenda full. So just make them pin what is going to happen and give them 
six months in advance. So give them time to, to that will, in my experience, that will make them feel safe about what is happening, how it's happening, and to be more likely to enter into a different kind of, uh, of, of course or you know, product or whatever, whatever is happening. So, and also for you as an entrepreneur, it gives you mental peace that you know you are going to have people coming because despite the economical problem is the mental thing that you are doing business because it's like standing up in a shop and nobody's coming. It's awful. Like you don't, you, you have to keep yourself motivated the whole time. So even if you don't make money, but you see people that it will, you know, generate more energy and it will help you to, to open up. Study, get certifications, get as much certifications as you can, I think. Like now we're going to work on developing, uh, we're moving towards the facial acupuncture and all the facial and cosmetic things. And it's because I'm certifying myself as a RAV acupuncturist according to all the Danish standards um, here. So I think that will give me a plus to say, you know, I'm, I'm educated also here and I know how things work and I'm trustable. So get an education, whatever it is. Uh, that's how also worked for me in Sweden. Um, I, I started my master's degree there and in the middle of my master's degree, I got a job because you are trustable. The language, I don't know. I'm not the best to do that because I speak Swedish and I have been here five years and I have, I don't know if I speak Danish or not. I really don't know. I study my acupuncture in Danish, but I always speak English, but I listen and I read. And I think it makes me special to speak how I speak. It's a way that I advertise myself, um, but I don't know really. I think at some point I will have to become mega fluent. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But um, it's really personal to say how you advertise yourself. Also, I think it's very important to know that I have been living here in, abroad and I don't care, really. Like being here in Denmark is a choice. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work for me, you know. Whereas uh, if somebody's really trying to get into it, I will say no dogma. Don't fix yourself with something. Don't Don't... Don't become so stubborn, like, I'm going to learn Danish, and when I learn Danish, I'm going to get a job. It's not true. Just keep keep applying, keep different things, keep keep just open, you know, from working in a Starbucks to getting a very high-level job or, you know, look for, if you speak other language, go for it. When I look for jobs, I always put the word Spanish because nobody would speak as good Spanish as I do, right? No Dane will have the skills that I have as a mother tongue. So that's the way one starts uh, networking and, uh, you know, um, uh, making business, look for alliance, help people when you can help. Even, you know what I mean? Like if you're in the position to help people, help people. It will help you to see, not because people will give you the favor till back, <laughs> how do you say it, in return later, just because... It's good seeding. It's good seeding, and we're a community, and we're all in the same ship. So that's that's what I would recommend to people: uh, stick honest to yourself, but act like a Dane. How how do you act like a Dane? How how do Danes act? Follow the rules. Like for example, uh, if they like courses, open a courses. If they like to plan ahead, plan ahead. If they want everything super mega explained, 
put everything super mega explained and um, you know study something that they do so for me basically if you study something you will learn how which is the system so get all the certificate not all but get some certifications like try to just don't stick to i'm gonna be super fluent in danish because you're not gonna be and that's it true about it you are never it will take you very 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 long time to really have a business uh, language to speak dane so just don't don't take yourself so serious and uh, go out and advertise yourself and find new ways you know like don't go just i'm gonna apply to this call people go there talk to people you know like just just show up and uh, be sure of who you are and i look at people as people i think that will be another another suggestion ask for help for the commune like uh, now is andrea is here and uh, i'm so happy that i uh, i have uh, get in contact with the odense commune so people come and make internships with me and uh, so they they help me and i i hope i can help them and they help me with for example now the the whole marketing strategy and it's so talented people so they are giving you something and they, you are giving something back in return so you work in team because having a business this is another recommendation it's it's very hard especially in a country where you cannot pay for any help because of the taxation because of the regulations so you have to do everything from open the studio clean the studio sign up people make the taxation you know so you have to do everything and you don't have holidays i i will tell you something This is the first time in five years I think I have holidays. And I love it because it's my passion. But, and I'm still, you know, yesterday I teach, today I'm here. So I'm still doing things. You, you never get a break out of it. So it's very nice to have somebody to trust, to rely, and to disconnect your mind because otherwise you will get trained. How could the commune help you to get internships? Uh, you sign up, you register, you say that you are a company and that you want help. And then you have to give a description about which kind of help and which kind of uh, things you are needing for. And then um, they, they, will, they will find somebody, they will send you some CVs and you can interview and pick somebody that is a good match for them. It's like a recruiting, like they do practicums and then you offer a vacancy for practicums. And this is another tip. If you have a business, do it like that. Get get help, but from a very organized and legal perspective. Don't volunteering and no, no, don't do it. Don't complicate yourself. Do it in a very straightforward way so everybody's aware of what their their things. Because I have had people that come to me and oh, I wanna I wanna do volunteering and so on, but there is no really commitment, and you just waste your time because you give them a lot of information and things and it doesn't work. I'm not saying that it's a general rule, but it's better if you do it uh, in a structured way. So also the person getting the, 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 the internship, she or he will always also get a reference. For example, that's what I have working with the person I have in reference. Afterwards, I give a reference in LinkedIn and I give a letter of reference and, you know, who knows? As I said, act good and good will come back to you. Mm. What is your impression of Denmark after being here five five years? Uh, 
I think I have, uh, well, my impression of Denmark as such, mm. I think it's the right country for me to be. I think um, I would love to experience it more and to uh, be able to, to enjoy it more because I have been so focused doing what I'm doing. But I believe I have, have here the opportunity of my life to study Chinese medicine. I mean, for me, this is like a dream to be able to do it. I was able to ask for a loan. It's something that you have to pay extra. Uh, they accept me without me speaking Danish. Um, so, I mean, I have passed my test and I have put all my effort and everything. So for me, in terms of in, in, in the business that I'm moving, which is alternative medicine and what is the name of this? Uh, when you pre prevent medicine. Wow. Wow. It's like unbelievable like you can get uh, your insurance can pay for your acupuncturist or for your massages or for your wow so uh, on that side on the prevention system i'm amazed about how things go making a business try to get subsidized in a way if, if you know what i mean for example if you become an acupuncturist you get subsidized somehow for the prices i know that for example if you open a business uh, a yoga studio you can apply for after school until school so this is i think very very important because having is not that much of a in my experience it's hard to make business because all the costs that you have so uh, go to the start that's what i said to start decoding what is not written try to ask people how do you do it how do you this the more you know there is associations All those things that might help you to get some kind of support or cushion so you can make business, actually. Mm. Uh, some do's and don'ts when starting a business in Denmark? Oh, yeah, all the time. For me, it was, was very draining that I didn't have people sometimes. You know, for example, yesterday was the perfect example. It's the time of the year that people don't come because obvious reasons mm -hmm. and if i wouldn't have a course it would be very draining for me now i understand it that's very fine that's very very fine you know i know the people are are there and people come when they come and people don't come when they don't come <sighs> um um so that's what i said try to get a fixed income somehow which will make you wake up next day and trying to get it again Uh, otherwise you will uh, I have been very sad I have been very sad I have been I'm going to close the studio and, and it's no need because it has been a business from first day it has paid my bills it has been uh, the return of our investment has been good if if I, I need to go to my dad he's a businessman and he runs my numbers and says what is the problem and I say I don't, I don't see people I don't see it full well it doesn't matter you're making a business so you have to understand that there is ups and downs mm -hmm. uh, but I have the energy I don't have kids I have a, a husband that supports me a lot and it's my passion and I I'm, I'm a very driven person but if you don't have all these all these combinations try to get something where the, where the money and comes from because the money gives you a safetyness It doesn't give you happiness, but it gives you that safetyness that allows you to move forward. Yeah, yeah. And uh, find a cheap. <laughs> If you're going to rent a place, try to decrease the fixed cost because that kills you. Mm. Um, that I think if if you can get paid your fixed cost, that's that's the most important. If I don't have lotos, the legs all the way up, all the way down, start unfolding. If I have lotos, start unfolding as well. Go from the head into the mat. 
I think it's hard to find, for what I have here, it's hard to find a job for international here in Denmark, in Odense, and I think it's hard to, but what is hard, what is, what is not hard? It depends on you. So if I tell you it's hard, then you will be neglect. you will be, you know, it's the same when I teach yoga. I said, you go, you do this. If you go and you can do it, that's fine. If not, we, we work it through. But I'd rather to tell you it's easy. Mm. So you have that mentality <laughs> and your expectations, you know. I think you can find a cafe job or, you know, but the one that wants to really work, they will find jobs, mm. I think. Have you discovered some unwritten rules about how things work in Denmark? Yes, as I said a bit before, um, I have seen some articles about the Danes being like a tribe, meaning that they are small um, country and community which has not been invaded that often or they don't have that many immigrants in comparison to other Scandinavian countries maybe. So they keep very traditional on the way that they work. It's a trust society. And then there is... I think there is a lot of uh, non-established rules. So, for example, if if you want to do something, it's always good to ask. And I have observed, for example, with insurances, when you uh, work uh, with the commune, with the taxes, with the bank. So there is always, I say there is 80% rule, 20% for negotiation. A little bit more. You can see it very clear in the... In the um, when you buy an apartment, for example, in the in these uh, tilbud, like you can make tilbuds, you know, and oh, yeah, but it but it's true. Ask everything you have to ask, because there is there is a lot of mis- misunderstandings that they are not written. For example, if you call an electrician, okay, come and fix my whatever light, they will charge you for the time sometimes from their house to. To, to to your place and, and, and back. And then you will end up with a bill of 3,000. So ask always, negotiate always, and uh, everything written, everything written and nothing taken for granted. And there's always room for negotiation of things. So just ask if it's possible. And uh, it might be possible or it might not be possible. So don't be shy to, to try to just think out of the box and, and to give suggestions. And how often do you go back home? Last year has been very nice. And I think prices have been dropping. Um, I don't know why, like uh, like air, airplanes. Last year I was three times. Three times? Yes. Yeah. I mean, this year I have been three times. Uh, but yeah. And where are you originally from? Mexico City. Mexico City. Yeah. So the difference between Mexico City and Odense, could you? It's like 20 million and 200,000. I think <laughs> I think that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. I miss talking to people. I miss being in contact with people. I think that what is that is what draining my energy down. Because um, from Chinese medicine perspective, there is certain kind of people that get energy from the heart. And the heart is... Uh, is nourished by talking and uh, this is Chinese medicine and I am this kind of person which gets all those all those uh, vibration and we're talking I love talking to everyone in the streets to see people to la la but it has been my retreat here five years and the only way in which I can find myself and struggle with myself and see who I am and uh, so it's my it has been a like a you know like Not a holiday. How, what do you say when people pay for going into a retreat? 
it has been my five-year retreat here, finding myself. And um, I said, I my best friend is Wilson, you know, the ball from... <laughs> no, I, have, I talk to a lot of people, I'm, but I'm used to have like 50 ongoing conversations. So, yeah, I think that's the main difference. And also that we are so diverse that there is no wrong or right. There is no black or white. It is. So for me, like... Traditions are so important. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But we accept everyone with different traditions because we are so many. We cannot stick to, uh, like, the, like the sweets, drink coffee at three. And that's fika time. We don't have that, you know. And if nobody wants to do it, that's fine. And if somebody wants to come late, that's fine. Or if somebody, for example, Christmas, you know. My husband has always brought salmon. Okay, salmon. Like, you know, we just add things to whatever it is. As long as he doesn't bring her herring, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> no, but, you know, we're very diverse. So I think that's, that's the main thing. But by the kind of people I relate, they are much more flexible. Mm -hmm. I think that general population, also in the Chinese medicine course, at the beginning they teased me a lot because they thought I was different and like blah, blah, blah. But now they like me, they incorporate me and... Uh, just don't doubt about who you are, I think. And, uh, and, uh, and that's it. I think the more international you become, the less barriers you get. And, uh, and I think that that's, that's my biggest uh, challenge sometimes. But I love the water. I love the nature. I love, I love all these things. And I try to find the positive in whatever you are. You know? Where do you find the... Okay, you have the yoga studio, so get network from here. But do you have any advices for where to go to find networks when you're new in Odense? Yeah, yeah. But the way I the way I relate is with activities. So I will go to a Pilates class. I will go. I'm part of so cycling. Mm -hmm. uh, I cycle with a group of people and uh, go to the gym, go to classes. But I but play squash. But I work with activities. That's, that's that's how with sports so be part of a sport where you don't have to talk maybe but you are there and and you know and it takes you like one year but they now when i come to the cycling so funny they clap because i always come late you know <laughs> so, so i'm like i'm sorry you know and for me it's not that late it's just two three minutes afterwards but it is late you know uh so yeah, do activities. I think for me, with the recommendation, join a club, join an activity, and uh, and then you will find friends there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if uh, business friends, but if you want to make business friends, just call. Call calling and say, you know, I think your brand and my brand will might work good. Uh, why don't we talk? Thank you for my talking pleasure. to us. No, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for a great practice. It was just wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to the first of two interviews with Abel Atiaga. If you would like to get in touch with Abel, you can write her at info at earthyoga.dk. A link to Abel's webpage and Facebook page is included in the show notes. In the next episode, Abel will talk about how she has adapted her business to the reality of Corona and transformed Earth Yoga into a clinic of well-being that works online. It was a very interesting situation. I think no one of us had experienced that before. Um, it came a bit of a shock, you know, I think for everybody. Um, for, 
but I will speak for for the people like me that suddenly we had to to you know uh, stop working. We we could not work because we were not allowed to open the studio. This is the Expert Life in Odense podcast series. My name is Kerstin Öveland. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.